Welcome to Upstream, a source of ideas and encouragement for courageous priests and the people who support and work with them. My name is Pat Lincioni, the host of Upstream, and I am so excited about this, our first episode. I'm joined by Matt Rudolph, my co-host today. Matt's a management consultant and formerly the executive director of something called The Amazing Parish. I was one of the co-founders of The Amazing Parish. I have done so many podcasts for CEOs recently and other groups of people, but I've, I don't think I've ever been this excited about launching a new program. I think you feel the same way, don't you, Matt? Pat, I'm thrilled. I'm really excited to get started and really excited to be with you, priests, and, and those of you that help priests. We're, we're just going to have a conversation and engage with you. And these are just thoughts that Pat and I have been having, and we, we hope that they're life-giving and helpful for you. That's right. We love our priests. We come to you to serve you with great appreciation and admiration. Certainly, there's no condescension, or we, we're not going to tell you that we know how to do what you do better. We, you've given your lives for our families and for the church and for Christ, and we want to honor you and prevent, present you with some practical encouragement and advice around a whole host of topics. Now, we call this podcast Upstream because we know that being a priest in society today, frankly, throughout history, is an upstream adventure. You're, you're swimming against the currents of culture. And I know in my life, Matt, that's more true now than ever. We, we've entered the apostolic age. It's no longer Christendom. And so it is really a countercultural process to bring people to Jesus. But I think it's probably always been that way, right? I think it has, but the culture today, Pat, just seems it's faster and faster. The, the, the current is going in the opposite direction even faster. I, I was just talking with friends. I live in Denver, and we've lived there 12 years. I'm like, it's a totally different Denver. Just in 12 years, the way that policies have gone and the world has gone, and you know, it's just, it is crazy, Pat, how fast the current has gone in a different direction. And that's why our priests and the people who support them, but our priests are so important because we were talking about this before the podcast. We really listen to the things priests say and what they do. And so many priests probably don't quite understand how they're viewed. You know, gosh, very few people understand the burden of being a priest. Very few people really understand what they do every day, day in and day out, and how difficult and sometimes lonely that can be. So we want to come alongside you and provide you with help and a sense of connection and inspiration that might help you when you go back to your job and in your parish. So, what's our, what's our topic today, Matt? So, today we're talking about overnight evangelization. That's right. We're going to talk about the E-word, evangelization. And we say overnight because we actually think there's some very simple things we can do to create a more evangelizing culture in our parishes. And there's so many great apostolates and so many great programs out there and books. And we've been talking about evangelization for a long time. And I remember when Pope John Paul II talked about the new evangelization, we have to re-evangelize the culture. And so that word is something that's permeated the church. And I, and I do a lot of work with evangelical churches, non-Catholic. Over the years, I know a lot of pastors and, and people in those churches. And this is something that the Catholic Church realizes. We have to become more evangelizing. But the problem is we always look for a, a program or a, a book that has 12 steps in it. And, and, and I get that. And there are so many great programs, and we really encourage people to, to use the good ones. But that's not all. 
Pat, I, I can't help but think like evangelization, missionary disciple, we've heard these words and we've studied them, right? We can, right. we can even define them so well, but I feel like we've done more studying than just practically going out and doing it, right? Jesus, I just read, read the gospel, uh, I think it was yesterday, Jesus sends the 12 out and he like, I'm sure they were terrified, but like he sent them out and they went and did it. They did the work right. of evangelization. So like how... I think we kind of make it really complex in our heads, Pat, maybe a sophistication bias around this. So how do we break it down and make it, make it simple? Right. And, and that's the thing, make it simple and actionable and, and encourage people to have courage in doing it. But if it's complicated or takes a lot of steps, it's just so easy for people to say, I don't want to do that. Now that's not to say that what we're going to talk about today in overnight evangelization is everything because we don't know how to do this as well as so many other apostolates and great priests and saints, we're going to try to give you something that you could actually implement in a matter of days, even weeks, and be able to honestly say at the end, we have a substantially more evangelizing parish than we did a week ago or two weeks ago, because this first step, this on-ramp to evangelization is really that simple, and even easy with a little bit of courage and just a little bit of effort. So let's talk about what this means. Yeah, Pat, what, what are the 12 steps? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> let's just jump to step seven. <laughs> Here's what it really comes down to. Let's just simplify it this way. Evangelizing, and I don't want to worry about the, the precise definition of the word, but a first step of, in evangelizing that I found in my life is just literally going up to people, especially when I meet them in a certain setting, and I can say to them, hey, is there something going on in your life right now that I could pray for for you? That, it's, it can be that simple. And whether that person is a believer or Catholic or not, I've done this. I've learned to do this over the years, and I've never had somebody be hostile to me. But I think most of us think, gosh, to do that would be stepping way over the line. And, and the worst thing that's ever happened, people have said, uh, I don't think so, but thank you. And so many times people have stopped and they're kind of stunned and they're like, yeah, I got to tell you, this is going on in my family. Wow, I really appreciate you doing that. So that's all we're talking about here. But what can you do to make this a reality in your parish? Okay, well, let me tell you the first thing you can do. You could literally from the pulpit say to everybody, I would like to challenge everybody this week, to at least once find one person you meet, somebody in the world. They might be coming into your house to fix your toilet. They might be somebody, you're standing in line at the grocery store. You might be, it might be someplace out there in the world. And you see somebody and you think, yeah, I think I'm called to ask them. Maybe I could do that for them. Hey, excuse me. I just want to say, if, is there anything in your life I could pray for you? And, and just try it. And if everybody in a parish just did that one thing, and if a priest said, Hey, come back next week. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Did you do it? Did you do it? So that's not exactly the full extent of overnight evangelization. But even if you got your people practicing that, everything could change. Have you ever yeah. done that, Matt? Yeah, I, I've, I've done it before. And then I've totally lacked the courage sometimes to do it. I, it's right. so life-giving. Pat, I've had the same experience. Most people are like, I, I introduced myself. Hi, I'm Matt. Just want to know if there's anything I can pray for for you today. And the first reaction is kind of like, what the? And then it's always like, 
wow, thank you so much. Like, and there always is, there always is something, but I got to tell you about this time that I totally missed the boat and we had contractors in our house. I felt the Holy Spirit telling me, Matt, like have a conversation, pray with these people. And I was like, oh, now's not the right time. Now's not the right time. I made every excuse until they walked out the door and I didn't, I didn't do it. And to this day, well, I've I done still that too. it. And so the Holy Spirit is going to be with you when you do this. And you don't have to, I think I was overthinking it. How am I going to initiate it? And just, just have the courage to start and the Holy Spirit will lead you. Right. Now, and then I say, right, as soon as you can, after you've said good, hi to them or, and said goodbye, pray for them. Take that moment right there to say, God, I want to lift them up. Now, here's another step. If you really want to be bold, and a friend of mine did this recently who had never done anything like this before. He was... He had been in 12 years of Catholic education, and he said, Pat, I just don't understand my faith that well, and I don't, I don't know how to practice it. He actually did this, but sometimes you can actually say, hey, do you want to pray right now? Hmm. And you can stand there with somebody and say a prayer for them. This is evangelism. This, this is bringing the supernatural to that moment. Mm-hmm. And this is saying to those people, I will care about you enough to offer this up to you. Chris Stefanik, a dear friend of ours, he told this great story once where he said he was in a coffee shop and he was writing a, a speech that he was going to be giving to a bunch of youth. And he's sitting there in the coffee shop and, and he hears something and he looks, turns over and there's this girl next to him crying. And his first inclination was, gosh, that's really distracting. I wish you wouldn't do that. I got to talk to her. And he goes, wait a second. Here's the person right now. And he just talked to her and like, how can I pray for you? How can I help you? And all of us have been in those situations. And I think the first step in all this is just to encourage the people in our parish to look out for those moments and say, God, give me the courage and just to do it. Pretty soon, because so many times when I've done it, people have said, oh, that's so great. Tell me more about your faith. Or... And, and it leads to a, a, a mini relationship or just a moment, or sometimes I've been able to follow up and send them something because they're really hungry. It's not about having a plan. It's not about having a program. It's not about even me being so, you know, people that are listening in, in your parish might think, well, I'm not theologically well-versed enough to do this. It's like, no, bring prayer to them. Go to God for that person. Now, what I want to say now, Matt, is Here's how to make this an overnight evangelization program in your Mm -hmm. parish. And I say program lightly. I think what you can do is you can say, I want to get some volunteers to come and spend 90 minutes on a weekend or a weeknight. And I want you to come and say, we're going to do some evangelizing in our neighborhood. Because this is a way to actually say to the entire community around your parish, Mm-hmm. We are evangelizing. We, we care about you. We want to tell you about Jesus and to put your parish on the map among people who probably drive by and don't even know what goes on there. And that Got is it. get a group of people. I don't care if it's 12. I don't care if it's 30. I don't care if it's 100. Probably start smaller, obviously. Get them together in a room and say, here's what we're going to do. Hand them a notebook and say, go out into the community, go into a commercial area and walk around for the next 45 minutes and find people that you can go up to and just say, it might be somebody in their store. It might be somebody that's shopping, walking down the street and say, hey, I'm so-and-so, and I'm from St. Mary's Parish, or I'm from St. Isidore Parish, or I'm from Christ the King Parish. And I just would like to know if there's something going on in your life that I could pray for you. Because I'm going to be going right back to church and we're going to be praying for people. Is there something I can do for you? And if they say, hey, yeah, that would be great. Get their name, 
write down a note and say, okay, there's going to be like 20 of us or 12 of us going back to our church, and we're going to pray specifically for you in about, in about a half hour. Imagine if that happened for a few weeks in a community. That's all. Mm. People are going to be saying, what's going on over there? Yeah. I, I, I've never heard of anything. I'm not even Catholic or I haven't gone to church forever. That is going to make them wonder, boy, there's people there at that parish who care about me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to build them a house. I didn't have to go through some long, big program. It's not complicated. I don't even have to teach them about the history of evangelization and do a Bible study with them. They're just going to go out there and say, I will pray for you. Yeah. Now, can you imagine if a parish did that for a few weeks, what would happen, Matt? Oh my gosh, Pat. There's so many, so many, so many different things that could happen. But I I just even think initially the power of prayer, you know, we, we talk about, I'll pray for you, I'll, I'll pray for you, but to actually intercede for those intentions, it, it even like, it just renews me and my, my belief in the power of prayer, right? Jesus hears these prayers. God hears our prayers and answers them. And the ability for us to know the need of our neighbor and to lift that up to God. I mean, that, that alone, right? Even right. if that's where it ends, that's powerful, super powerful. Right. So the first, in, the first thing is it, it brings, and most importantly, it's, it's supernatural and brings prayer to the, for these people. The yeah. second thing it does is it tells people, see, you're an evangelist. And so, when you've done that, you're like, wait, this changes everything. I mean, I could do this for the rest of my life. The third thing is it does is it sends a message to commu- the community that the people that go to church there really are interested in my well-being. Because that's the, you got to meet people where they are and where they are is what they need prayer for. And we can send all the cards out we want or, or do all the marketing, but just going to people and saying that and telling them where you're from and what you're going to do for them, that might very well be the thing that says, I need Jesus. I'm going to go to that, that place that offered to prayer for me, pray for me. So those are three big benefits. Pat, I just think that this is like, this is literally bringing the church to the world. Like the church shouldn't be something that, oh, come to our grounds and then, then you can encounter Jesus here. We need to bring, bring Jesus to the world. This is, the, the, this is evangelization. This is the mission of the church. Yep. By the way, I also think it'd be great if, the, if at mass you had somebody stand up and say, and, and I don't know the right part of mass to do this. Maybe it's afterward, but say, hey, you know how I asked everybody to do that? 12 people went out in the community and do that. And I'm going to have Fred come up here and talk about what his experience was like asking people if he could pray for them and get the guy to come up and go, I never thought I would do this. I've never done anything like this. I did it this week and wow, it's changed everything. So join me on Tuesday night or on any weeknight, we're going to have a group go out. Just do something like that. Mm-hmm. This is something that requires no training, minimal organizing and minimal investment, maybe a notebook for them to write people's name in. Now, Matt, let's talk about this. I think a lot of people listening to this would go, man, I would love that if that were happening in my parish. If you're a priest or you work at a parish or a bishop that's thinking, man, I wish all my parishes would do this. So what prevents us from doing this very simple thing and going out and making this happen in our parish. What's the, first of all, let's, uh, we know what the, what's going to prevent a person from wanting to do that because they're afraid of being rejected or they're afraid that somebody's going to say, get out of my kitchen. You know what I mean? But what is going to prevent if a priest is listening to this or a parish leader, what prevents them from saying, we're going to do it? Let's anticipate the, the understandable objections of our, our wonderful priests out there who are like, I want to do that, but. But 
I'm too busy. I don't know that people will want to do it with us. We're doing so many other things right now. Is this really a priority? I don't, honestly, I think the biggest one, Pat, is just a fear that I'm going to fail at it. Like I'm not going to be good at this. And I think that honestly is the, the biggest roadblock in my experience. I did, this, I did this with my parish once, Pat, and we went door to door, two by two. So my parish is kind of in a, it's in a neighborhood. So there's houses all around. And before Easter, we went door to door asking people for their intentions and inviting them to the parish. Hey, did you know there's, there's a Catholic church down the street? We'd love to have you for Easter mass. You know, if, if you haven't checked it out, please come. And Pat, it was amazing because so many people have been like, yeah, I see a lot of hustle and bustle over there, but I never really knew what was going on. And thanks so much for inviting me. And I think just, it's amazing. Like it, for me, getting started was so intimidating because I'm like, gosh, do I have the right words? Am I going to look like an idiot? The girl that I was going with, she's like, you're the extrovert. You talk, <laughs> you go first. <laughs> but, and it just took one of us stepping out first, getting the conversation started, shaking a hand, smiling. And it, it, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit shows up when you just are willing. So I think right. taking that first step is actually the biggest roadblock. We were too intimidated sometimes to do that. But And so that's true about, about the people that are going to have to go out and do that. But what if you're uh, if you're one of our beloved priests, mm-hmm. and like you said, oh, I'm too busy, and and the, they, this takes so little time. It takes mm-hmm. so little time, and or they might say, do you, do you, I wonder if they think, yeah, people are just going to reject the whole concept. And I think the idea here is, if you do it, if you talk about it from the pulpit, like I want everybody to go do this, and I'd like to get twelve people to volunteer to do this with us one evening. You do it, and then the next week you ask, and the next week you ask. I think it takes two or three times, and then it starts to take effect. And I think sometimes something simple like this, it's easy to say, I just don't think it's going to work. But persistence, perseverance, prayerful courage, I really think you could change the evangelization um, culture in a parish in a few weeks or a month. Yeah. So, so what do we want to, what do we want to ask of our, of our wonderful priest today? Like, how do we want to, how do we want to exhort them to go try this? I think Pat, it's, it's, it's <laughs> exhorting you br- priests and, and friends listening to have the courage. And I think for, for so long, Pat, we've had safety with programs and things that we can expect, like we put in a video you know, the Bring some in a great speaker. speaker. Yeah. A speaker's gonna, they're gonna know what to say. And programs are great, but they're not gonna get the people out in the world, out on the streets, back to yeah. Jesus. And so I you think know, maybe I just thought of something, Matt, because I put you on the spot when I asked you that question. I <laughs> you were probably going, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> but one of the things you can do is I had the, I've I've seen this once at Mass, is turn to a person near you right now and ask them how you can pray for them. Yeah. Like, so we're all in church and even that is slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's wonderful. And then go, now I want everybody to go do that once with a person you don't know how they're going to react to that, but do it because you mean it and then pray for them. And then say, also, I would like 12 people, start with 12, what a great number, 12 people to volunteer because we're going to start doing this in a parish, and it's going to be super simple. You're going to arrive at six. You're going to be done by seven thirty. 
Yeah. And Pat, what if just what, make it simple? What if even in a homily, Father says, are there 12 people? Raise your hand, 12 people that want to do this. Go meet in the back of church after mass, right? The 12 of you, right? I, I think sometimes we overcomplicate it so much. It's like, do it right then. Your congregation, oh, your community is right there. So I think, yeah. So obviously we didn't talk much about these details, Pat, but I think making it, there's, there's this roadblock in our heads of getting started. And I'm guilty of this. If I haven't thought it through, if I haven't like, okay, what, what day, what time, like get the people together, they'll figure it out. They're going to, you know it something out. you just, I love what you just said, Matt. If a priest could very easily say, could I get 10 people in the audience to stand up and commit to me that they will join my new project for evangelizing? And I just want 90 minutes a week from you. It, can I get 12 people to stand up? You're going to get 12 probably. Yeah. And I would literally have them come up to the front and say, I want to thank you. I would like everybody here to see them. And, and I'm going to meet with you after mass for a few minutes. Mm. Goodness gracious, you do that at three or four masses, you've got your first 50 people. Yeah. And what a what an easy ministry this would be. Yep. And, and, Pat, and again, I also get think... one of your staff members to help you a little bit and you're done. Yes. Yes. I also think, Pat, not losing momentum. So the next week, tell stories. We met these people, right? Like, and it's so easy to say, okay, we did that one thing, but this Father, people will listen to you and be inspired. They yes. will hear you. They will see your excitement and they're going to be inspired to keep going. So absolutely, I, I, I'm guilty of this, Pat, too. Okay, I did that once. Discipline and rhythm can be tough for me. So don't lose sight of it. After the first week, week after week, revisit it. Say, okay, team, you know, we prayed with how many people? this many people, or gosh, we heard this prayer intention. Why don't we pray specifically for this intention that we got last week, right? Bring yeah. it into the, the community. I just think it could, it could be so much easier than we make it sometimes. So what I want to say is be messy, be short, take the shortcut of saying, you don't have to over-prepare for this. Be messy, be, let the Holy Spirit guide you, trust God and have the courage. And I really believe that we could change the whole nature of the church if our parishes started sending people out to do the simplest evangelization of all. And then there's plenty of room for people to go deeper and all those things. But even just starting here, I think people would say, what is going on at St. Mary's Parish? What is going on in the Catholic church in this town or in America? And so I want to leave it at that because anything else is prescriptive and programmatic and complicated be messy and see what the fruits are that come from this. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. And we want to end it at that. This does not need to be any longer than that. Thank you for listening to our first podcast. Let's do a little prayer, Matt, okay? In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. God, thank you for our priests. Thank you for the, the choice they made to serve your people and your church. We pray for them. We lift them up to you. We ask you to be with them and to guide them in all that they do. And thank you for letting us serve them and honor them in this way. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you amen. for listening to us, everybody on Upstream. We'll talk to you next time. God bless.